Welcome, bubble boys and girls, to the highly curated virtual safe space known as the Nerdstravaganza Podcast, where personal conduct bubbles are never required. I'm Tom. I'm Ryan. And I'm Cam. <laughs> Ryan, I love the kind of resigned disgust in your voice. <laughs> and tonight we'll be discussing offensive behavior in virtual reality, which is apparently already a thing. Didn't take long. It's been out like a week, guys. <laughs> but first, we'll remind you, listeners, that we would be deeply offended and actually cocoon you in an isolation bubble if you uh, were to fail to listen to us weekly on iTunes and give us your favorable reviews and ratings. We live or die by those reviews or ratings. Mm, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> and with that said... Let's not leave things where they are. Let's step back in time through the power of our virtual reality time machine. I don't know. And discuss the happenings in our lives with our weekly geekly, geekly weekly update. And I guess I'll go first because I'm always making either Cam or Brian go first. And my update is pretty straightforward. I figured out what happens when you break a phone. And then you try to file an insurance claim. Have any of you, have either of you guys ever done that? Literally just did it like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You told me. So did you have to like get a, a notarized affidavit for, for yours, Cam? No, not at all. I just called them and told them and they sent, they were happy to take my money. I mean, it was like 130 bucks. It was like a and deductible? Then, yeah, it was like a hundred something dollar deductible. And then they sent me a new phone and then that phone broke within three hours of me like updating it oh what so so then they had to send me another phone and then i ended up just saying screw it and sending back the broken phone but then keeping my phone sending back the first phone that they sent me um the one that died in three hours and then keeping the new phone in shrink because I was just basically waiting for my iPhone 7 to come so that I could trade that phone in for my iPhone 7, the new phone. So I just kept using my originally broken phone <laughs> for, for like a week until I got my iPhone 7. And then I sent back the originally broken phone in exchange for the new phone that was still in shrink. And I took that phone to Apple, uh, to AT&T and all was well in the world. Okay. So they send you the new phone first before you send back the old one typically, or at least that's in your experience, like your replacement phone. Yeah, I mean, they sent it to me, like, within, like, I had it within two two days. Two okay. Days. Okay, cool. I hope I hope it's quick for me, too. Yeah, uh, this fits nerd extravaganza because it's gadget-related, I figure. But, yeah, I um, I was most disheartened to uh, break my, my Galaxy S7 Edge and oh, uh, then to hear my companion remind me that I really should get a case for it, <laughs> <laughs> which she's been saying since I got it. Uh, so I'm, I'm undergoing the, uh, the, 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 the exchange process now. Yeah. And they, I had to go to my bank and get into this affidavit, like notif uh, notarized, show it, you know, I had presented my ID and all this rigmarole. So hopefully that goes off without a hitch. Uh, apart from that on the gadget front, and I suspect this may be a, a news item as well, but I am pretty much due for a hardware refresh at this point and while i would like to build a rig i'm not really sure i have the room for it i'm really more in the market for something compact and all-in-one right now so thinking about either the new imac uh, whenever that is revealed probably tomorrow 
or the awesome like Surface Studio, which probably is not something I really need, but it's kind of the Microsoft's answer to the iMac. And both are really big expenses I probably could do without, but they look cool. And um, my laptop's dying, my desktop's chugging. You know, there's only one solution. Yeah. <laughs> I love my my Surface. So if it's anything like the Surface, if it's the Surface but better, then I say go with the go with the uh, Microsoft. I suspect it is, but uh, maybe we could discuss that more if it were to come up. Hint, hint in the news extravaganza. Yes, <laughs> I want to Absolutely. take up too much with my <laughs> weekly geekly. Anyway, that's pretty much it. I have been super busy with work, really long days, and not a lot of time for gaming. Just. Uh, just watching some TV, watched the new Walking Dead season premiere, which was really good. I don't know if you guys watched that at all. I do not watch Walking Dead. Oh, oh nope. you should. You should. My, uh, my companion had to excuse herself to the bathroom to get sick. It oh, got, no. it, it was that like gory and like disturbing. Tom, we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched one episode. I watched the first episode of that and I was like, meh, I'll, I'll binge it on Netflix one of these days. But so, so far. So far, so good this season. Um, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, pro- probably probably a binge-worthy show. But that's it for me. That's all I got. Kind of a well, an interesting week, to say the least. So, Cam, why don't you go next? Sure. Uh, did some gaming at the Adventure Game Store. Uh, did uh, There's a place here in South Florida called the Extreme Action Park. Have you guys driven by that before? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. So I went there. Uh, it was a buddy's birthday. Played some uh, played some games. Hung out, and then they have this. Um, it's like a mini, like sort of Halloween Horror Nights type thing, where you basically go through these haunted houses that they have set up there. That place is freaking huge. If you yeah, it is. Me. It is like massive, and they had these three different um, uh, haunted houses set up. So we did that. Basically, it was you know for my buddy's birthday. So. We did that, and that was cool. Um, and uh, then, I, you know, basically been getting ready for my annual Halloween spooktacular. Uh, you guys, as you guys know, I do a Halloween party every year, and this one is coming up on Saturday, this coming Saturday. So I've just been doing all kinds of uh, decorating around the house and getting stuff ready and shopping and you know putting together the food, and I'm making you know a lot of Halloween themed food items so uh for everyone to come and enjoy so i think it's going to be a good time and i hope you guys uh hope you guys can make it oh yeah i am invited and i'm told uh i can actually show up and not be shown the door so nice (laughs) i i don't know if i read on the invitation is there a dress-up requirement for that or there's no there is no requirement no okay it it is encouraged but uh you know you're not going to be barred at the door i mean i'll wear i'll wear like long pants and maybe a shirt with a button somewhere for for no reason whatsoever, I'm going to be dressed as a 1930s gangster. Oh, hey, <laughs> recycle. <laughs> oh yeah, you had, didn't you have like a full on theme last year? No, no, uh, earlier that, this year. Oh, that's right, murder, murder mystery, the murder thing. mystery thing. That's right, that's right. Which was gangster themed. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just going to be a Jedi, and my companion's going to be Ray. So sweet. What should I bring, by the way, Cam? Like, let's discuss this on the air for our audience. What, what should I bring? Whatever, whatever you want, man. I remember that stuff uh, Abby brought last time was pretty awesome. The, that baked goodness or whatever was. Oh awesome. yeah, the the dessert, as it has become known. I could make a special Halloween version of that. Whatever, whatever you like, man. Bring 
bring whatever you want or nothing at all. Just yourself is all that's required. <laughs> I'll bring, I'll bring myself and possibly something. Awesome. Okay, cool. Cool. So yeah, so that was it. Basically just getting the house ready and, uh, hopefully it'll be lots of fun. Uh, we've got like 30 or 35 people like RSVP. Yes, already. So Whoa. and like, and like 15 maybe. So should be a wow. packed house. Should be fun. Lots of good food. Lots of good friends. Do some gaming. Should be a good time. Lots of good food, lots of good friends, plus Brian and I. It'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, be a good time. Cool, man. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it. All right, Brian, over to you to round out the updates. Again, I'll, I'll go with something I didn't actually do, but something that uh, uh, deeply affected my life this week. You you guys may have heard, Tom, you, you may, may have picked up on this. Uh, Jack Chick died. Oh no, the Chick Tracks guy? Yeah. Wow. Did he like immediately just ascend to heaven or burst into flames? They're actually like really hush-hush. They announced like, you know, he's gone, but they didn't say how or when or how, you know, anything like that. So I, people want to believe he was found in, in bed with a hooker or something like that. I I have no idea. He, he probably just passed peacefully in his sleep and they don't want the publicity or something. But, uh, I... I, I don't know what it is. I can hardly go like a month without someone handing me chick literature. <laughs> I guess I just look like a sinner. I don't know. Man, I uh, personally blame that guy for contributing to the anti-D&D hysteria in the 80s that caused my stuff to get seized by the fundamentalist uh, neighbor lady. It's very real. It's be, very real. To be burned. To be burned. Ugh, disgusting. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I really feel like this weird power of my life is gone now. Like, I'll never see a new chick track. Mm. It'll, it's all downhill from here, man. Something tells me his, uh, what would they be? Disciples? Uh, the, <laughs> the, the people carrying forward his message will keep pumping out high quality propaganda. <laughs> the Chisicles. Yes. Yeah, the Chisicles. The Chisicles. Oh my gosh. The, there are so many good ones. The, like the, they're good because they're so bad. Like his prejudice is so evident in them. Cam, have you read those at all? No, no. There's some real classics. There's Dark Dungeon, which is all about how D&D is actually just a recruitment tool to get you into witchcraft and Satan worship. There, oh, that, that one's awesome. Um, there's Doom City, which is about basically some reporters covering like a, you know, a gay rights rally in the 1980s when the, the track was made and yeah. uh basically he <laughs> proceeds to like compare san francisco of that time to sodom and gomorrah complete oh like God. complete with like or should say replete with really offensive like gay stereotypes like everywhere um and then uh let's see another really good one Oh, I, I, there's too many to count, but they're all awesome. There, there, there's one where, they, because a kid's parents encourage him to believe in the tooth fairy, he then believes he's a god and goes on to become a serial murderer. Like, just amazing. Amazing Jeez. stuff. Amazing. Jeez. There are certainly more popular hateful people, but I, I find it hard to believe anyone had more hate in their heart than this guy. Yeah. And I, I certainly, I'm not happy for anyone's passing, but can't imagine a nicer guy to happen to. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, I mean, if you believe it, a heaven or hell, where, where do you think he ended up? Oh no, I, 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 I just don't think that. I mean, any deity in the pantheon wants like hateful monsters. 
I cannot imagine. And, and I'm not, I'm not, I was joking about the hooker. I don't think he like molested anybody or anything like that, but I cannot imagine anyone who's affected more children poorly. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Like just traumatize them. And, and seriously, I don't, I don't think there was anyone he didn't hate. There were like anti black comics. There were anti Jew comics. There were anti gay comics. There, I mean, he did everything. There was there was a panel in one where basically somebody was explaining to some some proselytizer was explaining to uh, a, a kid that the world is full of people that are against you know the Christian message as Jack Trick as Jack Chick uh, understood it and it was a panel and it it, it basically it showed an uh, <laughs> it showed like uh, some frowning atheist a uh, frowning archaeologist like complete with the archaeologist's hat like pointing and sneering while holding a dinosaur bone up um it showed the stereotypical like muslim of course with the curved sword and like a turban <laughs> um, it was it was what are the other uh i think I, I showed a catholic he hated catholics too they, they were definitely they were definitely yeah, there were issues with them like but but basically it was a rogues gallery of people that didn't conform to this guy's um point of view i i Oh man. And it was basically everybody but him. <laughs> right, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Absurd. Like man. little white nerd in the middle of suburbia. You're evil. Yeah. You're evil because you, you play You can't get along with anybody, guy. I mean You play D D. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Kev, we've got it. We'll send you some choice ones there. Actually, we'll awesome. send you some some links to some of the narrative. I, I actually have some laying around. <laughs> I'm totally serious. They drop them off all the time. I'm on a list. Then <laughs> The narrated ones on YouTube are also excellent. I might send you some links to those. Like, some, they do some great voice acting with them, and uh, they it makes them even more absurd. Nice. <sighs> anyway, wherever you ended up, Jack, uh, hopefully it's where you deserve to be. <laughs> uh, and speaking of hatred, I uh, voted early, and uh, yeah, yeah, sure, I. Uh, I mean, we're doomed no matter what, so <laughs> God, the people in line were quite interesting. Really? And yeah, yeah. I guess somebody had gotten robbed the night before and he was screaming about how he wanted like a police state so he could watch them steal it on a video and like shoot them afterwards and That makes sense. Yikes. That's um I'm not joking. Some some guy in like one of those huge like monster trucks like roared up, almost ran over some poor black lady twice in the parking lot, and uh, like got in the uh, the little. I mean, I guess he's not security, but like the the volunteer's face. You people are parking in my lawn. I'm gonna call the police. Oh my god! They're they're voting. You can't like spare your lawn for ten minutes. No. Depends who they're voting for. <laughs> hint, hint, make America great again. Huh? What do you think of that slogan? Uh, well, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> the only thing he was missing was truck nuts. Uh, like, well, those got those got stolen by some Hispanic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the moral of my story is uh, it was actually at a, a library, of course. So I, uh, I, I thought, just like, what the hell? I'm here. I stopped in, got my library card, signed up for Overdrive. And, uh, I actually, uh, already am like halfway through my first book. This, uh, do you guys ever play The Witcher? Yeah. 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 There were, I guess, books first. And this is like 
Geralt's first appearance. Oh. So, uh, I've been meaning to, like, buy that book forever, but I never buy new books. It's more fun to, like, search for them in, in used bookstores, and I like, just can't find that one. So, uh, now I'm reading it on, uh, on my phone, which I'm still not happy about. Didn't Vin Diesel make a movie? About, like, a Witcher movie? He, he made a last witch hunter movie, I think. Uh, not okay. actually this kind of Witcher, but yeah, same title. Um, I'm going to, well, I actually need to, I need to, one, I like the idea of patronizing the library system because I believe in it as an institution for some reason. And two, th- that just sounds cool. Like you actually just get to like rent out books. So God help me. I went with my mother to vote and she was like, what are you doing? I'll do it too. So I had to like walk her through the steps <laughs> and there's books that you can just download. Basically it'll ask you what format you want it in. And then you can actually view them in your Kindle. I like, like you that. don't even have to use their software or anything like that. And they're, they have a hold system. So the last wish wasn't available when I got it. And I guess like a day or two later, they just sent me an email. Hey, you know, you downloaded it already. Log in and read it. You've got 21 days left. And, uh, I, I don't know. It, it is like, it is the really it, it, portable library. It is everything the library offers anywhere you want and super convenient. And I think you can check out 50 books at a time or something like that. It's ridiculous. Like, well, 50 items at a time. And I was looking. They do actually have, like, a shit ton of comic books and, like, magazines and everything. You can get movies. You can get, like, I mean, and the TV shows, everything. There's, like, a ton of stuff. That's that's really awesome, actually. Yeah. I can't say enough good stuff about Overdrive. Overdrive is awesome. Like, it's The the app is super user-friendly. Like, it's it's awesome. It, it's kind of weird. Mm. Being, I mean, like, like not being in a library, but like dealing with the library again, because like, honestly, I, I kind of forgot how cool it was. Like, you know, I twenties, I got a job and I was like all into buying things instead and everything. But when I was a kid, man, I was at the library like five, six times a week. Yeah. I was there all the time too. Damn, man. If you, if you, if you read, like you'd be crazy not to do this. All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm patronizing the library system, and I'm going. I'm doing this like this week. This is going to happen. I'm in. It literally takes like five minutes. Tom, you just go get the get your library card, and that's it. And then just download the app. Would it, would it work with you? Think it'll work with a Nook too? You think, or just a Kindle? Or no telling. You guys don't know off the top of your head. I don't have a. Nook, uh, so will it know, ask but... you? I mean, a Nook's dot Moby. Uh, dot something or other. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I'll find out. I believe out. dot Moby is one of the download options. Okay. I could consult the internet on that. Sweet. But man. it also has like, you can just download it like as a, as a, like not a real browser, but in overdrive's browser and read it right there, man. So you, you walked away from the polling place, having voted that you downloaded Donald Trump's, the art of the deal right away, right away. <laughs> I, I want to be prepared. <laughs> oh my God. I've actually, I've actually read that book. Have you? Is it yeah. good? Is he offering good advice? It's actually just... decent. It's actually is it? Decent. So yeah. who wrote it? Not true. I mean, it couldn't. It was <laughs> ghostwritten, wasn't it? No, I mean, like everybody knows that. Like, what's that? It, it was what? ghostwritten. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Otherwise, it'd be like uh, you got to make terrific deals, the best deals, the best deals. Chapter four, the best deals. They got to be. Huge. He hired the best people huge, to write his book. I mean, terrific. I, I big the best writers to write my book. <laughs> I surrounded myself with the best writers. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Anything else, Brian? No, no. 
I also did my civic duty and voted today. I forgot to mention. And uh, yeah, Kudos. I went. I, went to, to I, I voted at the mall. I mean, actually, of all places, they have this huge poll. No truck nuts there. There were some nuts, but they no, no trucks involved. Um. Oh, okay. So a guy who I think was just like a poll worker, and he had like a little placard on, like any questions, and he was like super friendly. Walked up as we were leaving. He's like, "Hey, how'd you guys? How'd you guys do? Was no problem voting? Everything quick and easy?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, everything was like cool." This is like as we're walking out, and um, he's like, "Cool." I'm like, "And we made all the right choices." He's like, "Yeah, whatever they were, they were good." And, and I was like, "Oh, what a nice guy." But my companion is wondering if he wasn't somebody deployed by one of the campaigns to like you know monitor the election on behalf of the campaign. He, you know, have you heard of this? Like. That's ah, a little paranoid, don't you think? I well, mean, one of the I mean, well, one thing if he asked you like who you voted for, if he had any problems like, <laughs> choosing. Yeah, I'm not sure those people. folks are going to be nice about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, what, one of the candidates, I won't say which, has said that he or she will be deploying kind of like these monitors to make sure that the election is not rigged. Um, again, I won't say who it was, but uh, yeah, I just thought that was a funny way to look at it. But this guy was really cool, so I doubt it. Well, it's funny, like, I mean, obviously Facebook is just full of all these people putting photos of themselves voting, you know, and uh, I've seen a couple where, like, you know, they have the touch screen and, like, you push one and it, like, selects the other candidates. Oh, what? Like, I've, seen, I've seen a couple, like, like pretty squirrely. I mean, I don't think it was on purpose. It's probably just shitty technology, but, like, it's definitely like, whoa, that's not good. If you weren't paying attention, you would have, like, totally checked the wrong person. Yeah, we, that's right. We went back to the Scantron sheets in Florida. We, we knew that stuff couldn't be trusted anymore. <laughs> Scantron. <laughs> yeah, man, man. I'm so- actually very happy with that. Like, they printed it out right in front of me. Yep bubble it in no problems nothing to punch through no you know yeah i mean who knows if they'll count it that was, thing was probably a shredder but <laughs> very likely cab if you ever if you ever uh try voting someday uh, <clears throat> um <laughs> it's actually it's actually cool they just scan your license and then they print out your ballot for your precinct and everything it's really really awesome i'm yeah. actually i'm really surprised my mom was right behind me, and he was like, can I get your license? And I was like, whatever. My mom was like, no, no, here's my voter's registration card. You don't get my license. Well, the, uh, they okay, have Hey, lady, <laughs> I'll punch it in. <laughs> well, because we don't have a requirement that you show a, such an ID, um, I think. your mom. That's awesome. I like it's that. good that yeah, she set up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they sent me that, that card, and it's for a reason. Yeah, I'm just taking up space in my wallet for nothing, right? Yeah, every time I go, they're like, just let me see your license. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I guess it makes it more convenient for them, but you're right. Fuck that. I mean, they could scan it. It's yeah. not supposed to be convenient. <laughs> well, it's not. <laughs> for them anyway, right? Yeah. Right, right. They're, getting, mean... they're, getting, they're getting paid to sit there. Anyway, voting early just makes a lot of sense. You avoid the crush on election day and you get... you And half the violence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can act all smug and superior with my I voted early sticker. Yeah, that's the worst. Uh, anything else, Brian? No. All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually share. I'm gonna attempt to use the screen sharing feature of this Google Hangouts thing we're doing to uh, to share with you, Cam, the thing I was talking about because I found an image of it. Here it is. Start screen share. Let's see if this comes up. There we go. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Yeah. So so you see, we've got. Uh, so I, I forgot the communist Chinese guy, the, I don't know what this thing is in the middle, like a 
biker or some kind of a, just a Satanist, random Satanist. That's Anton LaVey, isn't it? Is it? I don't, I don't know. A witch? <laughs> like a full-on like Halloween witch in the lower That's left hilarious. corner? You know, because they're definitely built, they're evil, they're god-haters. And as uh, I, as I mentioned the paleontologist with the boat, and yeah, that lady with the no prayers lady, I, I guess she's just an atheist atheist and then a darwinist i guess would be the guy on the right on the bottom right yeah yeah he's a darwinist because uh, it's true that most atheists go around with a no prayer sign and a, all, all of them have a snarl and most paleontologists are waving bones in your face <laughs> telling you how yeah, stupid like chicken bones yeah yeah <laughs> and i feel like the picture like of the of the with the guy with the curved dagger yes, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, not to, I'm not trying to be like racist or anything, but it looks more Jewish than like Muslim to me. Well, I, you know, like I I think I think the writers of this being kind of like um of a fundamentalist fundamentalist like um pseudo evangelical bent, they need to defer to Israel. Like they need the they need Israel to be founded for their prophecies to come true. So they're kind of like okay with the Jews, but not really. Yeah. So, so this way he folded them all in. They just got like this guy who, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. They probably hate Jew. They probably hate Jews too. So they probably were just like, oh, let's just make a cross between. The two. <laughs> we'll make a composite. The Jew. It's a Jewslim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a Jewslim. I found the glasses odd. Like normally you're, you don't if you're drawing. Yeah, that is that is odd actually. What I've never seen a like a jihadist with with glasses. With, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't like. <laughs> it's not terrifying. Definitely an atheist or a paleontologist with glasses. Yeah, it makes sense there. But... The sunglasses make sense on the the Satanist, but yeah, I don't know. And also the the Halloween witch. <laughs> I just... that, I'm I'm like they missed a chance to put like the wart on the nose, like that. Right, much. right. I, I just feel like they they could have done better. And, and this is from the '80s, but the communist Chinese guy that's really dated now. Like they, you know, not everybody over there wears a uniform anymore. Well, I mean, I guess you could switch it over to like North Korea, right? Like, oh yeah, that's I mean, true. If we're if we're just over generalizing, it's like stereotypes, <laughs> right? Just like, you know, interchangeable Asian, you know. Yeah, he, yeah, you're right. Okay, he's your stereotypical, you know, communist Asian. You know how they are. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, that's, hilarious. that's hilarious. Yeah, there it is. There is the. I hope our audience saw that. There was there was an option to present to everyone. I don't know what that means. Try that. See what that does. Oh, okay. So, audi- audi- audience, if you weren't seeing that while we were discussing it, here is a, a really offensive excerpt from a Chick track from the 80s showing you basically everybody that Jack Chick doesn't like. That's You're probably in here somewhere, whether you be a Jewslim, bald atheist, or a bald Satanist, what have you. <laughs> hey, kid, you like comic books, huh? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Read this one. You're gonna hell. <laughs> uh, What's crazy thanks, is that guy was probably Mr. like a, a multimillionaire. Like, oh, I'm sure he, I'm sure he did very well for himself, indeed, <laughs> and humanity. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for the updates. That's it for our uh, Jack Chick uh, farewell. What was that? What was it? an homage to him? What, what, what was that we just did? I was a kick, big F you to kick, him. Kicking kick, kick dirt on the grave, basically. Yeah, that was our, our, our tribute to Chick. And uh, with that done, I think it's time for our tribute to the goings on in the world with our news extravaganza with Cam. 
All right. Lots of news. Lots of news. Um, speaking of Overdrive and the library, we're set to get a new Tolkien book in 2017. Brian, I'm sure you'll be happy about that. Uh, there is, um, I guess they found, you know, they've been producing like some of his old poems and like all the, you know, all the, all the stuff that's, you know, that they've had, but, but I uh, haven't released because he's, you know, got, I guess had an explosion of popularity over the last, you know, 10, 20 years. They've been coming out with all this other like sort of lesser known works that people you know, haven't really been out. So this book, uh, apparently is going to be following, uh, it's a love story between two characters called Baron, Baron and Luthien. Oh yeah, those are the people who stole the crowns, the uh, je- the Cimmerils from the crown of uh, Morgoth. Exactly, yeah. and so they are going to be basically just you know having like a uh, a sort of like a Aragorn and Tur- uh, Arwen. Uh, sort of like love romance sort of story. Okay. Uh, so that is going to be out, I think middle to middle, middle ish of next year. So look for that on overdrive. That'll be awesome. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I wonder if you about can uh, put on a hold now. Yeah. Right. I know. <laughs> uh, so you guys, um, you know, ever since I sort of tried to get semi fit several years ago, I haven't been to really to a fast food restaurant in, in the past two or three years. But, uh, you know, KFC was definitely one of my favorites and, uh, Pizza Hut was definitely one of my favorites. Um, so now they're going to combine the two. Oh, with, with the Chizza, the Chizza. So it, it, it is exactly what you think it is. It is a <laughs> flat piece of fried chicken with pizza toppings on it. So oh, they did yeah. away with the bread, which was like the only semi non-caloric thing in it and the, or low caloric thing in it. And they said, you know what? We don't need bread. We're just going to make a flat piece of fried chicken and make it into a cheesa. So look for that in the next couple of weeks uh, and buy shares of Lipitor now. <laughs> I, I, would, I, I, I would advise. Um we were talking about the new Microsoft uh, Surface Studio that is was just uh, shown to be well, you know, just unveiled. Basically, it looks amazing. Um, comes in at the low, low price of two thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars for the base model, and for all the bells and whistles, you can get one for forty two hundred dollars. Um, I would actually probably be considering getting one if I didn't already have the didn't just buy the Surface last year. Uh, or did I buy it this year or last year? I can't remember. I bought it pretty recently, so won't be getting one anytime soon. But if you do get one, uh, Tom, I, w- I want to play with it and see uh, see how it goes. Hell yeah, man! I mean, it looks awesome. It's huge, and then like that dial thing. I, I don't know what oh. it, like how it would help me, but like I just want to use it. You know? It's <laughs> I, I actually okay the dial thing. Um, there's a, there's a museum in Seattle called the EMP Museum, and they had back when Avatar was like super hot. They had a display uh, all about Avatar, and you would basically use these things. They're kind of like a – basically just what they look like, a giant like hockey puck kind of thing. And you'd place them on the screen, and depending on in what what you were viewing on the screen, like what portion of the presentation you were viewing, these menus would shoot out from them. And then you could tap them to, uh, to open things, right? So th- they were kind of like data – you know, they're presented as like data modules, but I'm assuming they were an early version of this gadget. But basically, once the screen detects it, 
it it performs a function. Does that make sense? Yep. Totally um, makes sense. And it, awesome. it, it it was it's really cool. That that's really exciting actually. Looks pretty awesome. I wonder if it would work on like my surface. Uh I I would think if I mean if they would if the, I don't know if the screen needs like to well you know I have no idea. <laughs> I yeah. obviously your your finger like in is, is picked up because of what is it impedance or whatever. Yeah. Um, so presumably this gadget could be, I don't know. I, I, I would hope so. I mean the pen, it's the same pen. So I, w- I would wonder if, you know what I mean? Like I wonder if, yeah, maybe, maybe just through an update or something, they could get all the services to, or, you know, to use that. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Um, so I've got a couple Disney related stories. Nice. Um, in t- twice in one day, uh, two people were busted trying to bring guns into, Disney, one at Animal Kingdom and one, I think, at uh, Magic Kingdom. Uh, two unrelated. I, I think they were pretty pretty unrelated. One chick was like she had it in her backpack. She had a little three eighty pistol and the checker saw it. And then the she got charged with, conceal, with carrying a concealed weapon um, because her concealed weapons permit, I guess, expired. And then some other just random dude uh, got selected for a – like, you know, what they – you know, you go in, basically, usually just walk in, but some of you, sometimes they just choose you for like a random, uh, uh, metal, whatever, metal detector screening. And, uh, he got busted. So they got arrested. Um, I, I only bring that story up, A, because we love Disney, but B, because, I don't know, what do you guys think about that? Like, not being able to bring a, like, if you had a valid concealed weapons permit, would you be okay with someone like bringing a gun into Disney? Mm, no. <laughs> Me? Yes. Like you, you as yourself or like you would be okay with someone else bringing it in? No, no. I mean, I would be okay with someone else, someone who is licensed, someone who is, you know, got a permit like carrying Yeah. because I don't think, I mean, bad things can happen at Disney. Like that's what I was thinking. Like, I mean, I feel like that is probably like a pretty big target. If there are those like, you know, uh, Jewslims out there that are trying to destroy <laughs> that, that, that are trying to attack America. Like, I feel like Disney is a pretty big target on their list. I mean, it's a ton of tourists all packed together in a relatively – I mean, it's not that small. I mean, it's a huge property, but, like, you could probably, you know, do some damage if you, you know, did something there. So I would think that, you know, I'd want to have someone, you know, or myself, you know, I I, I do have a concealed weapons permit. I, I'd want to be able to protect myself if something went down there, you know what I mean? Because I know those kids fucking sh- sweeping – popcorn off the floor are not going to do anything for me and, and they should not you know right, i mean i'm right. sure disney has security but most people are not trained or knowledgeable or anything and uh, i mean i mean yeah. if you want to take it upon yourself to be i mean i get it's private property and you have to obey their their rules yeah so if they say no like you're not you're not welcome to yeah. All right, but I mean, I don't think they should say no because yeah. it's not—it's not technically against the law. Like, if these people would have had valid uh, concealed weapons licenses, they wouldn't have been arrested for that. Um, the article—they would have been escorted out, right? They like, would have been, it? yeah, they would have been escorted out um, and possibly charged with trespassing. I think Disney is able to get away with that by posting signs that if you are caught on their property with a with a weapon, you are. You'll be they preemptively revoke yeah. your permission. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not like I said, it's not illegal to do it. It's only illegal in like certain, like you know, federal building courts, things like that. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, I don't know, just food for thought, I guess. 
honestly, I think that Disney should be a weapons free zone. Um, I think they do a pretty good job with checkpoints and I'm, I just, I, I get your point in general about, you know, if some lunatic wants to, wants to start some, some shit, but I, I don't really see how a lunatic really gets in there at this point. Like they, the security is pretty tight. Well, I mean, that's, that's the problem is that like, if, if you noticed like the, the, the last, the recent attacks, like those ones over in Europe where they didn't give a shit about the checkpoints. They just rolled up and killed the people at the checkpoints. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just, just walk through and just like, I mean, what are you going to do then? You know what I mean? It's like, fuck. I mean, I don't, I, I the, part of me is like Disney's this magical place and there shouldn't even be a thought of violence. I agree. I you agree know, but yeah. I mean, just have like friggin', uh, you know, commando Mickey standing by the thing with a friggin' M60, man. Anybody starts some shit, he wastes them. Yeah. I'm sure they do have, I mean, I don't know about M60s, but I'm sure they have our, our a, a pretty well-trained staff in that, in that underground. Like an anti-terrorist squad that would just like pop out of the service. Uh, they, they, they probably tunnels. do. And they may not carry guns, but I bet one of them would just throw himself on you and no, they, you know, I'm take sure, the bullet or whatever. I'm sure they, they, they have to have guys that carry guns there i'm sure and i'm sure they have some sort of like armed response unit they have to there's no way i mean there's yeah. no way an operation of that size with that many people under their care would, would not i mean and if they don't they're crazy i mean at, i mean not to mention disney's all about liability like right. what would happen to their future sales if they were just like given run of the park no right. they're they're definitely going to protect that yeah if they don't have their own units on on premises, I, I, they must at least have like some, whatever the county is, like police presence, you know, out of sight, but but there nevertheless. Because I mean, can you imagine, like, hey, we've got a terror situation, and the cops are like, the SWAT team's like riding the ferry across the lake, like, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> we'll be right there, just, just waiting for the boat to dock. Oh God, exactly. <laughs> That's funny. And my last one is, uh, well, I have a lot. Oh, so. I four, which as you know is the like east west corridor road um, that basically basically goes from the east coast and west coast of Florida mm. in central Florida, and is actually the highway that you take when you go to Disney, has been named the most dangerous highway in the nation. I believe it. Not surprised at all. I've I, yeah, I've been on it many times, and I one hundred percent agree as well. I completely believe it. Remember that a rail alternative to that most dangerous highway is a stupid and expensive waste of money. Pipe dreams. <laughs> yeah. Even though we voted three times. Yeah. Um, and that brings me around to my last story, which is, well, last couple of stories. One, Microsoft is releasing their Windows VR headsets for two ninety nine. They reveal that today. Who is? Window, uh, uh, Microsoft. Whoa, nice. Their, yeah, their Windows VR headsets are going to be uh, $299. Nice. Yeah, with holographic capabilities. Also nice. Yeah, and um, we got to post this. Like, I wish I could share this video. Um, it's fucking hilarious. So a guy – we've talked about this before. VR is awesome, but like – and we'll talk about it more when we get to our topic. But like, you know, my – the big issue is like what do you do when you're like standing around? Like, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to be like kicking your wall or like falling over something or whatever. This guy – there's a video on the on the internet and we'll we'll definitely post it in the show notes. But like – there's a guy at some event and he's like playing, um, what the hell's the name of this game? Uh, it's called, uh, the climb, right? It's by this company Crytek where you're like basically climbing up the like side of a mountain essentially on, in VR. And he gets to this point where you like have to like 
you get to like a little landing where you like shift up and you like lean forward so that you like, you, you know, you put your belly on the, on the landing. So you like, you know, can get yep. to the next part or whatever. And he fucking just face plants like in, in, in real life. Wow. Like he, got, he got so immersed in the game that he like leaned forward to like, <laughs> like get up on the, like le- the, the ledge and he just fucking eats it face forward. Face wow. Forward. Wow. It's so, that, that's kind of awesome. I yeah, mean, you, you for have, him. But... You have to watch the video. It's one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. That level and, of immersion, man. Yeah. And that leads us into our topic. Tom, I'm done with the news, so why don't you take us away? All right, I'll take us away to another world, to a virtual world, one we are so fond of visiting when looking to the future and and the promise of VR. And, uh, you know, it it always goes this way in life. You're on your way to what you think is a better place and then something just snaps you back to reality. You're like, (laughs) wait a minute, no, this is going to be a long, hard road. We're not just going to... We're just going to escape into VR, man. We uh, are going to bring all the all the problems of the world with us. And and faceplant. <laughs> yeah, and faceplant. <laughs> just fa- face faceplants are walking to the future. Really what motivated this episode is uh a story we we unsurprisingly, uh, we we chat we uh, the, of the Nerd Extravaganza crew and Chris who is in charge of our video department sent us a very interesting uh, article. Well, I don't think that was the genesis of it, was it? No, I, I posted the article. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Chris sent us one about the notion of crime in VR, which stemmed from, yeah, you posting the one about a a woman being assaulted, sexually assaulted in virtual reality. And wow. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. At first I was like, what? And then as I read the article... I have I have like a whole basket of feelings about this, but it, it seems like it's perfect that it comes right on the heels of our conversation last week with our guest, Victoria, because she was talking about like just boorish behavior in conventions. Like people just don't know how to conduct themselves. Like I'm in a convention, you're in a costume, I'm in a costume, I do what I want. Duh. Therefore, like even though I was like shocked and appalled that this these are going to be issues in VR, I probably shouldn't be, right? Uh, you've got probably people in VR behaving badly. You've got people in VR probably overreacting to behavior that could be considered just a nuisance. I mean, basically all of the problems in the real world are just immediately transferred into there. So there's no escaping it. Like right away, like you're going to log on to VR and you're going to see like a sign, like you're going into a convention. (laughs) VR is not consent. Well, you can't can't expect it to be virtual reality without all the other shit that comes with reality you know what i mean <laughs> can't i <laughs> <laughs> i guess that's the question man. like in this article they're playing this cool game where you're like blasting zombies and stuff and like you want to grab a player's virtual breasts and that or whatever the hell supposedly <laughs> yeah. happened i mean yeah. <sighs> so on one hand that's really irritating on the other then you have the victim, or should I say alleged victim? Is that the right way to put it, Cam? Um, who is saying that she's been traumatized by, by it. And then people react like, oh, come on, it's a game. But I, <laughs> so I don't know how to feel about that because if she has legitimate trauma for the real world, she's also bringing that into VR with her, right? 
I was thinking about it like, okay, so I was just trying to think of like real world, real world parallels. So if I am on the phone with a woman, right. And I say to her, Oh, I'm, I wish I could grab your breasts right now. You know what I'm saying? Is that sexual assault? I don't know. It doesn't happen as much anymore, but weren't the breathers like actually charged with a crime? Like, yeah, but I don't know that it was like sexual assault. It was probably like stalking or some kind of like harassment or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're not being touched, if you're not physically being touched, is it sexual assault? I guess would be my question. If I'm like, if I walk up to a girl and I go and I like (laughs) fake, like I'm like touching her breast, is that sexual assault? I don't know. So then can you call a virtual touch of someone else's virtual breast sexual assault? Uh, yeah. See, I mean, I don't know either way. I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Like the, the line in the real world seems to be physical contact, right? I mean, sexual harassment would be making the, the tweaking motion or, or the, yeah. Or yeah. Like, or, yeah. okay. Verbal harassment. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, go yeah, on, yeah, you know, or, yeah, or like you said, yeah, the tweaking, whatever. Yeah, noises or or gestures or so on is is one thing, but I think uh, it would you're in a, you're in much hotter water if you actually lay your hands on somebody versus yeah. like implying that you might like to not not to not to say that making a honk honk motion or something you know <laughs> you know what I mean like is acceptable behavior, but that's nowhere near as bad as like really assaulting somebody physically. Yeah. In my mind, I, what do you think, Brian? I I mean, I think it's a quibble. I think maybe it's a different label for the assault or for the attack, but it it's still. I mean, it's still a violation. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like if someone comes up to me and like fakes like they're gonna grab my my my, my boys, you know what I mean? That's but that's still to me very different than if they come and actually cup them actually do it yeah yeah so like and i'm not trying to be insensitive to women i'm just taking it from a male perspective that to me is different i wouldn't be as upset or expect someone to go away to prison as long if they just fake like they were going to grab me or if they did actually grab me you know what i'm saying like if they actually grab me okay jail time if they fake like they're going to grab me maybe probation i'm not saying that that should be the thing for whatever for women i'm just saying from a male perspective I, i feel like there is a line there well, let's consider that line with regard to this this, this story, um, and we'll link to it in our show notes. But the woman basically is, you know, she's saying she's in in real life she actually has endured sexual assault, and then she's considering this a third assault. Mm-hmm. And according to the article, this is a CNN Money article that we're referencing. Uh, the assaulter like heard that she was speaking and he heard it was a woman. So then he decided to act like a, a total douche and uh, was apparently, I mean, to, to kind of quote the article was chasing her around grabbing and making grabbing and pinching motions near her chest and then shoved his hand towards her virtual crotch and began rubbing. Now I can't read that without like smirking a little because it just sounds absurd. Now I'll, this is an outrageous statement, but I'm not really joking. I, I, I'm like the opposite of Cam because quite honestly, we should just remove that from the, from the gene pool. Like, <laughs> that's a broken toy. 
the assaulter is a broken. If you really think that's okay, I don't care what you call it, let's just get rid of you. Let's just, like, tie you up and throw you in jail forever and ever. You're irredeemable if you really think that's any way to treat a human being through a monitor, through VR goggles, in person, in, in costume. There's some deeply troubling issues there. Right. I mean, this person almost seems like they're not mentally like, fit, like to, to exist in society. I, I, I the broken toy, broken toy kind of describes it, Brian. Um, I'm not sure. Like I want to, I guess, hold people like this accountable, but, but how it's like holding a dog accountable for pissing on something. Like, I, I think I'm this, I may have mentioned this last week when Victoria was on the show too. Like I just, I mean, I don't mean to be like, I, I don't know, like, cruel about this. You can't beat your dog, but you're pretty you're pretty rough. You're pretty animalistic when you train your dog. I mean, a choke chain is, like, the way to train a dog. Like, you don't just, like, oh, you shouldn't do that, puppy. Please don't do it again. No, it's true. You kind of have to, uh, I mean, you really have to. So you're right. I think they are animals, and we should probably put choke chains on them. <laughs> well... So my my notion of a choke chain would be, uh, I mean, presumably you could record play sessions, but you catch them doing it, and then you just like ban them, like you don't get to play anymore. Goodbye, you know, or you you. Yeah, I mean, she could have, she could have, she could have, like, you know, I'm sure there's got to be just like Facebook, like you report, you know, you can report the guy, and then have him banned or have him, you know, suspended for however long or whatever, from the game. Yeah. So the answer I was reading in this article and then in a subsequent article that came up seems to be, we're just, we're really just going to live in our own bubbles. Um, they are like putting like boundary bubbles in games that just don't let other players get close enough to you to like honk your virtual breasts. Um, which seems like the wrong answer, I guess, but maybe is the only answer. I mean, since they obviously cannot ban these people. Why not? Um, I don't know if they have the, like, I don't know if they have the forensics available. Like, Oh yeah, this guy is like grabbing my, like, okay. If, if it was EverQuest, right. And not that they, they had the polygons for this, but that behavior was going on. A GM could log in and witness the behavior. I don't know if that's possible in these VR settings or not. I, I, Almost. I mean, I have no evidence or anything like that, but I'm I'm sure there's pictures of whoever was logged into that terminal at that time. Like in this, I mean, not a police state, police state. There's no way they don't know who it was. L look at like who was who charged the 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 fee for that time or something. They they know what terminal it came from. You know, Jesus Christ, ask the guy who was manning that terminal. You know, like. Well, let me, let me, let me ask you this. Um, so we've all played first person shooters, PVP, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. And I'm sure we've all been teabagged. Yes. Yes. Right. So how does that relate in terms of this type of scenario? I mean, the guy <laughs> put his virtual junk on my head, you know what I mean? On my virtual head. Is that sexual assault? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it, I guess it is really. Uh, I I mean, I think it will be when it's in VR and the guy actually has to squat down to do it and everything too. <laughs> like, I, I get your point, but I don't know. It's still douche behavior, no matter what, you know. Oh, for sure, it's douche behavior, and it fucking hacked me off. But like, I mean, I was, you know, I was like, you know, I, I you just get back in the game and you fucking kill him. You know what I mean? In the game, like, it's just, I don't know. Well, I think actually you bringing up PvP and Tom bringing up safety bubbles, that's, that might be like kind of a, a, an answer because a lot of games, you know, you can choose. Like a lot of people call it being a care bearer or whatever. Like I want to interact on this level or not. And I mean, Second Life, you can actually like murder avatars and people like, yeah, I want to be murdered or I don't want to be murdered. Maybe, maybe that's, I mean, I certainly would not want a forced bubble to like interfere with the technology where you can't interact because I think that's most of the appeal is being able to actually interact with all these people. But when they get like assholes like that, maybe you switch that off. Well, so you bringing up the Care Bear versus like, you know, anything goes uh, way of thinking, Brian. I, w- I was thinking about that before the episode. If you opt in to just like, no holds barred. That's one thing. But if you're playing a zombie shooting game and some guy's trying to feel up your avatar, you know, and you did not sign up for that, I think you do have a grievance. So that, yeah, I think there need to be settings. Yeah. Well, I mean like in ready player one, what is it? The, the vert net, right? They, they have those like planets or zones where like there's it's like a no combat zone or a no touching zone where even if you tried to, to touch someone, your hand would like stop. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, like, if you want to, if you don't want to, like, have any unwanted touching or virtual touching or any unwanted contact or whatever, you just stay in those zones. If you want to, if you want to, you know, jump into a no holds barred fight or whatever, or, you know, have that enabled, then you go to a zone where, where that's allowed. I, I think that would I'm, be I'm still all for the opposite. Like, we can just build an Australia and put the semi rapist there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm fine for I'm fine with banishing them too, but you know, Cam, you're going to have this. Uh, look, you know, don't go into this zone if if you don't want these this kind of behavior because it's a free play zone. And then you're going to have like the counter argument: don't blame the victim. You know, just because I'm in the <laughs> touchy rapey zone, you know what I mean? Like, I, not not to make light of the real world um, notion that women aren't allowed to walk certain places, but that's essentially what we would be setting up, like these are places you can't go to because the people there will assault you. You know what I mean? Like we have to cordon off zones for bad behavior, I guess. I mean, on the one hand, there are sketchy areas in reality. I mean, it kind of makes sense. It's reality, right? It's virtual reality. So it makes sense that there's going to be bad areas that you might want to avoid. Yeah. Like I would not want my, fiance walking in like overtown in the middle of the night you know what i'm saying so it's like, <laughs> right right you know it'd be the same thing and be like listen if you don't again like you said tom i mean we're not blaming the victim it's not anyone's fault ever if anything right happens, still punish know? the guy for doing it right but like you got to be smart about it you know what i mean like I, just i as a male and i wouldn't walk at overtime in overtown in, in the middle of the night you know what i mean like uh, it's just, you just sort of got to be smart about your surroundings. You can't just walk through life and expect that nothing's going to happen to you. You got to have some common sense. But now, now see camp to take the opposite 
point of view, you're blaming the victim. Why shouldn't I be able to walk through over town in the middle of the night? And Look, uh, uh, you can, you can do it all you want, but <laughs> I ain't going to help you out. <laughs> I, I bitch about the social contract pretty often. And, and I think this is just a new version of the social contract. Once upon a time, you couldn't walk down the street without being shot or mugged or whatever. In some areas that still may be true. But what happened was, I mean, we, we, we civilized a lot of area by punishing these people. Yeah. So we, we could I just, mean, we didn't get here because everybody just decided it was wrong. We got here by like making people understand it was wrong. And, and now that we have that understanding, we can carry that understanding forward into these new realms. Can't we, we don't have to like have another wild West, do we? We do not have that understanding online. Well, we need to. We need to. I mean, the, the, I know it's been romanticized for years, but the internet is the Wild West. And it's not okay to go places and, and say these things about people. And even people, like, that disagree with you on an argument, like someone on a message board, like, oh, I disagree with you. Yeah, well, fuck your mother. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you got issues, dude. That's not how you talk to people. Yeah. And I know you wouldn't talk that way in person because he'd punch you in the nose. No. Yeah. Be, be Right. You're right. The, the internet enable. Hmm. The safety that that little protective bubble you get makes you feel safe and you think you can get away with everything at some point it's going to have to come down to like, no, you can't get away with everything. <laughs> yeah. The, the lack of their, the lack of consequences has to go away. Really? Um, I'm just not sure how you do that without, uh, God, I don't know. I, I actually would rather exist in the 4chan of virtual reality as disgusting as it is. I like seeing the vile, uh, side of humanity because it like actually like reminds me like, of the extremes. You know what I mean? Not, I don't condone it, but like, I, I don't know what, does it give me a sense of superiority or something? Or does it just, <laughs> it's, it's like watching cops. It makes you feel better about yourself. Maybe. Yeah. That's uh that's your choice. I mean, if you want to, you know, wallow, feel I, free to, <laughs> I'm not sure I know why. It's, it's not really wallowing for me. Like, I feel kind of detached from it. Like, I, I, I go and I see this vile... I don't go to Fortune as much as I used to, but I go and I see this vile crap, and I'm just like... It amuses me, not because I find the people's, like, disgusting or disparaging remarks amusing, but I, the, I find it amusing that people will sink to such lows. Like, the, it reminds me of, like, people's just stupid, like, animal-like tendencies, and I, I, I laugh at that. I've always found that amusing. It's why I find the chick tracks amusing. They're awful. They're terrible. But the the fact, the thought that... The idea that there's, like, a broken thought process behind it that results in that, I just find incredibly amusing. Like, someone really thought there's an alliance of, like, communist Chinese guys and Halloween witches that don't that want to take away Jack Chick's religion. Like, I don't know. As as a quick aside, no one ever thought that. That was pure <laughs> brainwashing and manipulation. Well, Jack Jack Trick Jack Chick thought it like his. <laughs> no, he was doing that on purpose. He he died a billionaire. <laughs> he he died a millionaire. Okay, but uh, because of 
hatred. Who, I mean, that that's that's not like he legitimately believed that D and D was going to make you a spellcaster. But but he was trying to get other people to legitimately believe that with his propaganda, wasn't he? Or uh, at right. least enough to the, to buy he to brainwashing people. <laughs> yes. But and, and I'm I'm kind of I'm almost sorry to say this, but I mean, would you do that in reality, Tom? Would you just stand there and watch some kid get bullied? Mm, no, 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 no. Oh, why do it virtual? Um, because I... Wh- whoever is on the other side of that is going through the same thing. L- let me, let me, <laughs> I feel like I need to qualify the things I've said. I'm not saying I would like to go into a place where kids are bullied and this, that, I'm saying I, w- I could go in and be subjected to the bullying and the, and the trash talking because I feel detached enough that it wouldn't bother me. I do think there should be a space where that stuff's not allowed. So that kids and, and people who are sensitive don't have to deal with it. And um, I, I guess it gets me back around to my original question. We have to accept the fact that that means not everybody can or should go there. Like there are parts of the virtual universe we're building that you're not going to be able to go to if you cannot take awful behavior. As long as there are repercussions, I'm, I'm all for that. Because there, I mean, you know, there are some biker bars around here. I, I wouldn't go to. And if I went to, I, I probably wouldn't stay long. I would be made to feel uncomfortable and I would probably not want to stay there. So I, I would leave. But if any of them like laid hands on me or, or anything, like they should still be subject to correction. True. Oh, so, so you... I may not be comfortable there. I may not belong there, but I should be allowed there. So, so that would go for the virtual Australia, the virtual Australia you propose to. Like it's a place for the criminals and, and thugs. But then if you go there, there's still a law uh, enforcement kind of agency or something you mean? Or I, I, w- I, I, I would make that like honestly a penal colony. Like no rational person would want to go there. Like maybe we could have like Jurassic Park tours. <laughs> I think people would want to go there. I think people that just want to treat each other shittily uh, would go. Well, then they probably belong in prison. I mean, <laughs> I would go out of morbid curiosity, but I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Part- I wouldn't necessarily partake in the bad behavior. I would observe. <sighs> anyway, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm making sense. Is what I'm saying making sense at all, or do I? I mean, I'm not sure you're you're getting what you mean across, but it's making sense. I mean. Mm. What do you think, Cam? Like, I, I, I'm not necessarily against a, a penal colony for ne'er-do-wells existing online and being allowed to exist as long as it's known that that's what it is. I have sort of a laissez-faire attitude. I mean, you know, I, 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 I'm all for individual rights. I mean, if, it, if it's not hurting someone else, then whatever, dude, have fun, you know? Um, so if, if those people are fine with it and they're fine with doing, you know, whatever, then let them do it, you know? I, I, but I also think that no, someone doesn't need to be subjected to that if they don't want to. So there should be some kind of system in place so that if they don't want to be subjected to that kind of thing, they can either avoid it or, you know, like you were sort of saying, oh, well then if we have these zones where people are going to get upset because they can't go, well then maybe you give them that option of putting on that little bubble around themselves where they don't get see it or touch it or whatever uh, or get get touched but then you know then they but i mean you know then that sort of brings up well then they can't really participate in like a pvp fight or something like that if that's an available option but then that's fine so then they just know that okay well if i have my bubble on then i can't level up by fighting or something like that you know what i mean uh, i just feel like there should be options for everybody 
I, I think the experiment does exist. I mean, it's virtual reality versus the internet, but I mean, how many feminists hang out on 4chan? They could. Yeah. Um, well, now that, I don't think you would say, I don't think the, the term there would be feminist. I think people who want to play the victim might hang out somewhere like that or might, you know what I mean? In, in a place where they're known to be um, attacked, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call those people necessarily like feminists. Did you, does that make sense a lot? I think there are, there, there's a segment of people they want to. I mean, there are professional victims, but right. I, I don't mean that. I mean, like how many people hang out at 4chan trying to like, you know, save people. No, I did. We'll, we'll, we'll change it up. We won't make it feminist. How many like, you know, Christian missionaries hang out on 4chan? No, you're right. I mean, I'm probably the closest thing to a Christian missionary on 4chan and I'm just a lurker. <laughs> and I say I'm the closest thing in that I don't participate. I just like go there. I don't even go there. It's been probably a couple of years. Well, I mean, well, here's the thing. Like I, I respect everyone's opinion. If, if you, if you are a Christian fundamentalist, awesome. If you are a Satanist, fine. That's whatever, whatever you want to be, that's fine. But just don't put your shit on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't try to change my mind about something. If, and so I sort of see it that way. Like if you like to make dirty jokes and you like to make racist jokes, or you like to do this or that or whatever, that's fine. You, there is a place for you to go and do that. And you can do that and with your friends or whatever, and that whatever, go with God, you know, but, uh, don't like infringe on someone that doesn't like that by, you know, making fuck, you know, tune in fucking Tokyo signs on, on their breasts or <laughs> grabbing their crotch or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, and don't put that on them. But on the same token, I also think that people that don't want their virtual crotch rubbed or, or breast touched or whatever, um, like you said, shouldn't, you should just have common sense. You know, okay, if I go to 4chan, this is what I'm going to see. If I go to a biker bar, this is probably what I'm going to get. If I go here, I go there, that's what's going to happen. So you got to, I'm all about personal responsibility, man. You got to, you got to have some common sense in your life and understand that like, yeah, okay, maybe I can't go to a biker bar, but, or maybe you can go to a biker bar, but if you go there, you're going to get a certain response. You know what I'm saying? If I walk up to someone, don't try to change them. Yeah. Don't, don't try to bring black ties for everybody. Right. Yeah, exactly. If I, if I go up to someone and I do something to them, you you know, you you got to expect a response or if you, so personal responsibility, man, that that's, that's what I'm all about. Couldn't agree more. And along those lines, I want to ask this, uh, at what point does virtual reality become a place that we occupy so, so much and for so many reasons that we actually have to have like real consequences, like not you're, oh, you're, you're banned from the server. Like you've committed a crime. Like, can you commit a crime? I'm talking about one that doesn't have real world repercussions. Not one, not one where like you're, you're, you're draining somebody's real world bank account. A crime solely impacting the virtual world. Is there such a thing in your, in your opinion? Well, yeah. I mean, there already are laws like, you know, against that, you know, like cyber stalking and cyber bullying and all that stuff, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, and, and I agree with those laws. I mean, look, I, I, like I said, I'm not saying that that guy, you know, virtually rubbing 
boobs or crotches or whatever is not committing a crime or shouldn't be held accountable for committing a crime. My, my point was just that I don't know that that necessarily translates into the same – if you would have done that in real life, I don't know that that necessarily translates to the same crime. You know what I mean? So I think I think you got to sort of take it with a grain of salt that, okay, so I'm not saying, lady, in the article that you weren't sexually assaulted. I, I, I'm not saying that at all. I mean I think sexual assault is – it's what sort of the person defines it as in their mind. I mean if she, if she felt that way, then uh, who am I to say that she wasn't? But at the same time, you have to have a uniform set of rules and laws to apply to everybody. And so if she – and I'm not saying she is, but I mean if she's implying that that person should now be jailed or, or, or arrested for the same crime that it, 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 basically the same type of crime that it would be if he, if that person did that to her in the real world, I don't agree with that. Uh, but I do agree that there should be laws in place to, to guard against that type of behavior. I'll, I'll agree with lesser crime because there was not like physical contact. Like he did no physical damage to her. Right. I, I, I would agree with lesser crime. Yeah. But absolutely still a crime. Yeah. So, okay. What does the worst possible crime you can commit in virtual reality translate into in real life? Like somebody murders your avatar in virtual reality. Like, you're traumatized by that. Maybe you even have psychological damage, but like you take off your goggles and you're okay. Um, well, I mean, well, I mean, I think, I mean, I think the worst would be like you know, kitty porn or something like that. Obviously, like some some kind of shit like that. But I mean, aside from that, um, I don't know about killing an <laughs> avatar. I don't know about killing an avatar. Well, I mean, kitty porn, distributing you know illicit images of of children. You know, those those are real people who've been victimized, presumably, right? So regardless of whether you're distributing or viewing that in VR or anywhere else, I still think there's a real world impact. Well, no, I think I, I I personally think that if because things are getting so good, I, I mean, there I, I actually don't even know, but I know there was like a landmark case that basically it, it, like cartoons don't apply. Like it was some kind of hentai case. Or oh, whatever. like depictions. Like, okay. Yeah, like depictions of of. There's no victim. Yeah, the, the so it doesn't matter if it's if it's car if it's a cartoon. I think you get away mm. with it. But now that it's getting to like a virtual world, so like. If you go on there, right, and, like, your virtual avatar is a child, like, th that's the other thing, too, is that now, like, and, and this is in real life, too, like, you know, you, I mean, this started back, like, with, like, CompuServe and, like, AOL. If you're talking to someone on the other end and they're a kid, um, there should be ways, you know, there should be ways to get those people because, like, you can't, you know, you can't sit there and talk and do things to a kid that you would be able to do to a, you know, an adult. And uh, that's true. That's okay. You know, that's true. But again, the crime there is impacting a child in the real world. Right. Right. I, I, I agree totally that anything that hurts someone in the real world has real world consequences, but sorry, Brian, you were going to say, no, I, I was going to say, I can't imagine if you're if you're including the the user as real world like i can't imagine anything not affecting i mean maybe yeah you stole my you know generated rifle in call of duty or something that doesn't affect anything but well i mean what did that's not much of a crime either really i mean you can just generate a new one what was the real world impact of some weirdo chasing the uh woman who complained in that article around it trying to touch her fake breasts or her, her, her no, sorry, her fake breasts, her virtual breasts and her and crotch. What was the real, she took her goggles off and she was disturbed by that because of her, she's had real trauma. And that like, you know, was, uh, 
what they what do they call it triggering but yeah like what crime did that person commit if we were going to consider that a crime other than like what i mean i don't think you can inflict mental hardship on anyone and just say oh it didn't touch you I mean, I mean, well, there that—that's bullying at the fucking least. Yeah, no, no, that's. I mean, I guess that's maybe. I, I guess what I'm driving at is maybe they're not. Maybe they're inseparable. Like maybe at a certain point, you know, when you're even even when you're causing psychological anguish to a person in real life, like you, you know, anything and anything happening in there does resonate in the real world. There is no true separation. Yeah. Cam's little piece of news could not have been more well planned. That you, virtual reality is really fucking immersive, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know psychologically if you would even separate it. I mean, and you were saying earlier, like, oh, what happens if your avatar is murdered? I mean, I, I can I can really see like people. I, I hate to say this because it, it used to mean something, but I, I can see people being traumatized by like a graphic murder. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's where you got to now figure out where the line comes between like a criminal act and a civil act, like a, like a civil violation, because like, okay. Is, if is killing someone's virtual avatar, a criminal act, like, you know, or is it just a civil act? Because maybe they had like a whole bunch of loot and, you know, items and stuff that now go away and that has a monetary value. And so maybe you can sue them. Right. Um, and get, you know, get to, I guess the virtual currency back or, you know, maybe it'll be Bitcoin or real, real world money or whatever like that. But would that rise to a level of, of a crime? I don't know. This woman that got harassed online, certainly it would be a, a civil crime because you've like triggered her or you've like brought back this, you know, emotional distress or whatever of her previous, uh, you know, experiences where she was assaulted in real life. And it, and in the civil world, there's this thing called the eggshell skull doctrine where like, you have to take the victim as they are. It's like, if I went and punched Brian in the face, Brian will probably just take it and no big deal. You know what I mean? But if like I punched someone else in the face that had like, what's like anemia or, 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 you know, that weird disease where your, 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 your bones are super brittle, you know, right, right. And I just like shattered their, their skull and they died. Well, like it, 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 it wouldn't, you can't give a defense that like, well, I, I didn't punch him that hard. If it would have been any normal person, they would have just shook it off. It doesn't matter. That person is who they were and you did that to them. So you have to you, you get whatever negative effects happen you're, you're liable for. Oh, and so that's going to cause like a big, you know, I mean, that could cause a big problem. So in, in... you're, you're liable for the effects of your actions in the case at hand, not, not for like what the effects would be on, a, you know, on your average Joe. Right. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. You take the, you take the person as they are basically. Okay. If they have an, egg, if they have an eggshell skull, well then they have an eggshell skull. That's why it's called the eggshell skull. Okay. Should, and, and you're liable for it. Should have thought about that before you took the action of punching somebody. hundred percent. Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I see. I see. So maybe that's a good standard for behavior in the virtual world. You, you don't know that the person who's, you know, virtual body parts you're groping isn't a person who's been sexually assaulted in real life. And, um, yeah, yeah, and that's that's exactly the situation. That 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 person that did that, I'm sure, didn't know that she was had been sexually assaulted in real life, but she had. And so now, whatever negative effects you inflicted on her, you have to accept because 
you know, maybe she, you know, got triggered a lot more, you know, maybe she suffered a lot more than someone who wasn't sexually assaulted would have, but that doesn't matter. I mean, the fact is she was sexually assaulted and now you have to take it as it is. Yeah. You know, that, that, that makes a lot of sense, Cam. Cause I'm imagining like if it, if it was me, if I had a female avatar and some idiot was doing that to me, I'd be like, Oh my God, this guy. But you know, I don't have the experience of that happening to me in real life to like really freak out about, you know? Yep. Wow. Okay, so at least there is a uh, – sounds like we at least kind of grappled with – well, two things. One, that you need to conduct yourself online because you never do know who you're – online and in virtual reality as though the person you're dealing with is sensitive to your actions, which is probably a good way to live anyway. Yep. And two, I don't think you can necessarily draw a, a firm line between virtual reality and – non-virtual reality when it comes to the impact on people, because ultimately there's a person in the real world. Yeah. And, and you know, like we were talking about, like Tom, like you sort of said that, well, they don't have the technology to sort of monitor that. I mean, it's just like real life. Right. And I actually, I feel like it's the opposite in, in, in the virtual world, there probably are a lot more better tools and a lot more, I guess uh, there's a lot more of a potential to be able to catch these kinds of things. Because, like, let's be honest, in the real world, most crime isn't caught anyway, you know? Like, if I'm walking down the street and some girl's there and I just grab her boob and start running, chances are, unless there's a cop, like, right around the corner, I'm not going to get busted. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't know who I am. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't, like, she has no idea who I am and, and I'll, I'll probably get away. Whereas in the virtual world, pretty much everything you do is recorded in some manner or, or other, you know? And if someone really wanted to set up systems in place to, to, to look out for that. I mean, you're going to get busted. It's just a matter of who is going to take the initiative because now you you're dealing with issues of you have 50 States, you have the federal government, you have people that are out of the country. So you've got all kinds of jurisdictional issues. Who Who's going to be the police of the internet basically. And who's going to monitor that. And who's going to make sure that people that do stupid shit like that is, are going to get brought to justice. That I think is the biggest nightmare. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I'll, I'll say that forensics will get a lot easier because you'll you'll be able to like find the system state, you know, at that time and play it all back. But as far as who the authority is, yeah, is it the people? Is it the companies running the systems? Is there a cyber czar, you know, ruling on behalf of all of us? You know, who that's a really interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's going to have to be the federal government because there's no way that the States can do it. I mean, and plus pretty much everything you do online implicates the federal law, because even though we're all in Florida right now and we're talking, our signals are being bounced through ISPs through all different States. I'm sure, you know what I mean? Or like, uh, 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 probably you know, around the world. Yeah. yeah. Around the world. You know what I mean? So, so that automatically imp implicates the federal government to have jurisdiction because it's across state lines basically. So, I think the federal government's going to have to step in and do something. But then that triggers, well, oh, like you said, Brian, Big Brother. Is Big Brother watching everything? Where, what happens to personal rights of privacy, et cetera? I mean, you guys know I think we're already there. Oh, so. for sure, yeah. For sure. Privacy is, is a lost art, lost concept. Yeah, well, I've mentioned this before. I don't we, – we could have a whole different episode about this. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Because once nobody has privacy, we all realize that none of us is really hiding anything that important in the first place. And I think we could all be a lot more honest with each other. 
And, and you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll kind of end on a joke. I don't want to out myself, but I guess I will. I don't know why on earth I get so many fucking Trump ads online. There is zero chance in fuck I will vote for him. <laughs> like, how do you not know that, Internet? So I've actually started Googling. Every time I get one, I just talk to Google. Google, what the hell are you doing? You know I'm not doing this. You're wasting your advertisers' money. Google, what are you doing? Just so they can have my uh, my my search history. I I don't. It's fine. I I don't I don't get that. Like I don't get. I, I feel like I get a, an equal amount of both. Like I get tr- Hillary ads and I get Trump ads. But I've been getting a lot more like mailings from Trump. And like phone calls, like at least like five or six times I picked up the phone and I hear, I'm Donald Trump. Vote for me. Like, I just actually haven't answered calls. my phone in like three weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> my Early on in the campaign, when, when he decided to stop self-funding and was going over to fundraising, it would always – God, I, I learned it by heart. The Trump campaign would call, pick up, I will make America. I'm like, oh, God, not again. And I would like hang up. But basically <laughs> I listened to it one time and it was like, okay, now Donald's gotten this far, but he's not going to self-fund anymore. Oh man, Hil- we'll see. Hillary see never called me. I- I'm I'm no party affiliation. I'm an independent, so I don't know why I'm not getting both calls. But yeah, okay. So n- n- no more funny time then. Someone somehow changed my fucking affiliation to Republican. What? I am not, and I never have been Republican. Whoa, that's like scary. And I looked at my card when I was standing in line, and it says fucking Republican on it. Oh man. Um. Well, <laughs> you should change that, then. I'm not doing it now because God knows they wouldn't count my vote if I did anything. Well, the advantage is at least you get to vote in their primary. Um, You you may have been able to help avert (laughs) the implosion of the party, but uh, God, I or help it along, depending on who you ask. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending, right? I'm going to need virtual reality to escape this world. I think, regardless of the outcome of this election. I, I hope we get single player reality because people suck no matter where they are. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to like shut myself away in my own little <laughs> private world. <laughs> just get, get in your, get in your haptic, haptic suit, your haptic chair and just. And I'm, now I'm not really into the haptic idea anymore. Now that I know people are touchy. I, that's all. Yeah, I, that's that, that'd make it worse. Now, yeah. That brings up a whole nother can of worms. Like, all right. So now once haptics get, you know, once haptics evolved, and you really do feel someone like you know squeezing your boobs or your crotch, right? Then, then how do you deal with that? And then, never mind, like some hacker figures out how to erase your personal privacy bubble or something. I mean, like, oh, yeah, no thanks. This we probably won't get to talk about this this week, but maybe we should do it later. Uh, I've been watching Westworld like, ah. really casually, really casually. But aside from shooting someone and them not dying. How do you know who's a player? In Westworld or just in general? Well, I mean, in Westworld, but I think that's going to be affect... Uh, I think that's going to affect our virtual reality. Because I don't I don't care if you shoot a, a, an AI in the head. I mean, I mean, don't rape them, please. But I'd be less excited about, you know, shooting a, a person or whatever. I mean... I mean, you probably can, like, look at that person and then, like in your like heads up display, like see what they're designating. Are we going to have cheesy name tags (laughs) over our heads? That that would be stupid. But like, you could probably have like a HUD or like a little like pull up display where you can like, okay, that's a real user or that's a, you know, NPC or whatever. 
Yeah, okay, we could get into a whole episode about this too. I think Westworld is instanced because I don't really think too many players encounter or too many people encounter each other, right? It seems like everybody's kind of in there on their own vacation. Um, yeah, the storylines are separate. But, it, but they're not actually virtual, no, is it? Do they have multiple copies of the host? Well, well when I say instance, I think maybe you book the park for just your party, but oh, maybe, maybe they can encounter each other. I just think that could get problem. I can't even use the word problematic anymore. That could get uh, confusing if you're shooting at each other. Hmm. And we let's talk. We should do a Westworld episode. Or, or I, I actually am really liking that show. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm less than lukewarm on it. Most people are, and I seem to like it. It's, but that's me. I like you know, I'm, I'm easy to entertain. So, <laughs> great concept. I don't know about execution. Mm. Independence Day 2 out on DVD this week, Tom. Oh, man. <laughs> Gotta have a viewing party. Oh, my God. It failed at being as bad. Like, it was worse than the first one because it wasn't bad in the same way. Yeah, they, like, tried too hard, basically. Right. They should have just, just went with the cheesy slapstick. Right. Right. Oh, man. All right. Anything else to discuss, guys? Or should we call this an episode? I think that's it. Okay. Well, then I will commence the farewells by reminding our listeners that we will banish them to a virtual penal colony and surround them with a safety bubble that prevents all haptic feedback, even even wanted haptic feedback. If they don't, check us out weekly on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Yeah, they picked us up too, so check us out there as well. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, add us to your Google circle, and join the Nerdstravaganza HQ group on Facebook. Head on over to nerdstravaganza.com, check out our website, all of our content is there for your viewing pleasure. Check us out on YouTube, type in Nerdstravaganza into the handy dandy search bar, check out all of our video content, and shoot us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com. And with all that said, virtually take us away. Tuning in Tokyo! Uh. <laughs>